This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Welcome, everyone, to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. This is episode 237, and it is an all-benchwarmer affair tonight. We are pitting the teams of David Lux and Scott Grimes against Eric Walling and Matt Doherty. Uh, let's hear from Matt. Let's hear from you first. How you oh, doing great. and anything new? I know. Oh, just get it out of the way. The life of the party right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I, I'm I'm okay. Uh, still still recovering, and probably by the time this comes out, I'll still be recovering. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever. It's uh yeah. So I, I am uh, bummed when the Packers lost last night, but I'm happy that uh, I feel like I love the fact that uh, all the NFC North teams are completely and totally pissed that we may have actually found another franchise quarterback. That would be awesome. So just to annoy the crap out of Bears and Vikings and Lions fans forever. That's the goal. And Eric, how you doing? And what's your team name tonight? Um doing well. Uh been it's been a crazy busy few weeks. I'm in a weird fan space because as those who have been in the BTP chat know, us Cowboys fans are a self-loathing bunch. And we can we can almost kind of get excited right now because they're playing well. But yet we're not going to get excited because that's very anti me and Eid, I guess. So, um, yeah, I still don't think we'll ever get him to admit Dak's a good quarterback. But he's I was going to say, what happens if Dak, went, Dak wins the MVP? <laughs> I don't all know. The, all, all, all the voters Pierce. are the voters are idiots. Yeah, all the voters. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're in unprecedented times oh, here, guys. We're going would, to have to acknowledge it at some point. It's not going to happen this season, obviously, but that would be an amazing season if both Josh Allen and Dak tied. For the MVP, <laughs> watch Eric, watch Eric eat would just, smoke come out of his ears. <laughs> he would just jump into Niagara Falls. Um, so yeah, um, and speaking of busy and recovering and stuff, I know the we are easily the top two OT hosts of the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, um, and it has been crazy for the both of us between my kids stuff going on and Matt is, you know, still recovering. And so we do really appreciate all of the fans of the OT and we want to remind everyone. And so our team name today is uh, listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them. All right. And always good advice. Just like avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Um, <laughs> listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them. And uh, David, how are you? I'm good. I'm going to turn it right over to Scott to uh, to give everyone our wonderful team name. You could probably see where this is going, but you'll never reverse engineer this one. It's too obscure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, lay it on him. Yeah. Also, though, quickly listen to the OT. Um, I am the biggest and only fan of it, but it's really <laughs> good. So you should really listen to it. <laughs> it's These funny. Dicky boys do a great thank job. You? My favorite day of the month or of the quarter now is when the OT drops. <laughs> the the only things on all of Scott's technology are the OT and Hulu, and that's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> Just reruns of pitch, and then I, I'm going to start a podcast doing the OT, but for episodes of pitch, it's going to last, you know, oh, 10 episodes. Awesome. Scott, actually, you know what? You, you and I should start a podcast of just to review the OT episodes. We could do a whole <laughs> oh, incredible meta, double, meta, OT. Double, OT. <laughs> double OT, double OT, double OT. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that is incredible. Um, as is a certain day of the year, which is August fifth, of course, which is going to be the basis of our team name again. Because I mean, let's face, we're never going to run out. So we're it's fine. We're going to run out of like relevant people, but we're never going to actually just run out of people born on August 5th. So, you know, some guy out there named like Jeremy Bates, who was born on August 5th, you'll be in our team name in like four years when we run out of people. Uh, but for tonight, we're going with former NFL first round pick, former Clemson standout running back, Mr. CJ Spiller, who's an eight fiver. So our team name tonight will be CJ Spiller, the beans. Very nice. So we've got CJ Spill of the Beans against Listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them. We've got our teams. We've got our names. Now let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. 
game will consist of four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. And tonight's first quarter will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points. Did you hear that, Josh? This is how a game should start. All right. Question number one in Sporting Haikus, and these do have a bit of a theme tonight. You'll pick up pretty quickly. Here we go. Question number one. Another nickname for this quarterback could be the Crimson Musket. We'll we'll check in. Okay. Listen to the OT when we have a chance to record them as checked in. CJ Spill of the Beans. Talk it out. I was uh, initially I was like, is Crimson a reference to Crimson Tide? Oh, Right, but I guess it could no, be. But I went. But, I went. But they don't have good quarterbacks. So but I. I so know. that's why I went straight to the Harvard Crimson. Yeah. That, I, so that's, so that would lead me to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do, do the Harvard Crimson have more have more um, NFL quarterbacks with relevancy and success than Alabama? It's not, it's pretty close when you think about it because this isn't. I mean, it's not Tua. No one's gone to a, the Crimson Musket. Well, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so where the musket comes into this, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't Is there anybody else? I think it's crimson just a playoff. Not... It's just a play off the red rifle, right? I would like that's the crimson musket. Oh. Sure. So, so yeah, I I think I like Fitzpatrick. Okay. All right, we're going to give it a shot. We'll roll the dice on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. And listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them. What did you come up with? We chose the other side of that coin and oh. thought that this was just another way of saying the soulless one himself, the red rocket. Andy Dalton. So that's what we checked in. One team is getting points. Yes. Crimson is a shade of red. Musket is a type of rifle. This is Andy Dalton. Uh, that makes sense. This is how this is going to work tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question two in <laughs> Sporting Haikus. This old school rusher could have the alternate name Spectre going fast. We will check in. Okay. CJ Spill of the Beans. Has checked in, listened to the OT, talk it out. What makes you think of Rick Grange? Because he's the galloping ghost. Spectre going fast? Spectre is a ghost, or is a is a ghost. And going fast would be galloping. I mean, if a horse gallops, they go fast. Oh, I didn't know that Spectre was a ghost. I was thinking Spectre, I was thinking of glasses. So like, like you know. Oh. But, uh, yeah. and I know that... Uh, uh, Dickerson wore glasses like spectacles, so uh, Red Grange like makes, <laughs> yeah, Grange sounds, yeah, go for it. Okay, all right, we'll check in with the Galloping Ghost Red Grange. And CJ Spill the Beans, what did you have? It's funny, Matt, as soon as you said something about running backs that wear glasses, I don't know if you remember this guy named Chuck Muncie. He's the first guy that occurred to me. You remember that guy? Oh, oh. California, California Golden Bears legend, Chuck. Ah, oh, there you go. There you go. Anyway, I, have his, ch- I have his autograph at the house somewhere. Wow, very nice. We checked in with Red Grange also. Both teams getting points. It is the galloping ghost himself, Red Grange. Question number three in Sporting Haikus. He's a running back. And in other words, he's called Jay, Daryl, and Rev. We're going to check in. Okay. Listen to the OT has checked in. CJ's below the beans. Talk it out. Should we change our name to listen to the double OT or coming soon? <laughs> um, I, this is McCaffrey, right? Run CMC. Yeah. 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 We're going to check in with Christian McCaffrey. And listen to the OT. What'd you have? Well, first off, that's run DMC. Uh, well, obviously. Run, run DMC. Oh, Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden. And that's what we checked in with. Oh. One team is getting points. Yes. Run DMC is Darren McFadden. CMC Music Factory, that would have been Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Nice. All right. The final question in Sporting Haikus, question four. This defensive end, if he played now, might be called General Austin. 
we're going to go ahead and check in. Okay, listen to the OT when we have time to record them. Has checked in. CJ Spill of the Beans. Feel free to talk it out. We're getting nowhere because Nothing. both of them are because we went to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I went to Steve Austin from the Six Million Dollar Man because I was trying to think of other famous Austins. And then we were trying to think of somebody that went to University of Texas. And General is just like, maybe he's been promoted. Maybe he was the sergeant of something. Maybe he was. Right, right. Is there a guy named Sergeant? Yeah, was there a guy like Sergeant? Then there's like the word Austin, which I think means great or something like that. It means something. It's in that category. But then that's so, so general. (laughs) General great. (laughs) Like, I got nothing. Lowercase G general. I I think we just check in with like, pick your favorite defensive end. Reggie White. Yeah, got, right, just got, for the record, that's David's favorite. I didn't. I mean, somebody who could this. It has to be. It's obviously a retired defensive end, right? So that's... it's so pick. Take your pick. Bruce Smith, Reggie White, who were the other random guys you threw out there? Like I, Deacon. I don't know. How about Deacon Jones? I like him. But, but, but I don't know. <laughs> don't you jump back into it? You guys check in. We got told to stop. I, I yeah. I, I think we go with Reggie White because all right, Reggie White. All right, Reggie White. And listen to the OT. What did you say? We, when we think general, we think the word two. And when we think Austin, we think the word tall. So he said, Ed, two tall Jones. Of course, it's natural. Natural. Can you see the fit? Okay, this is What is that confused look on David's face? You know, we're just joking, David. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what the answer yeah. is. This was so, a creative punt. <laughs> so uh, both teams were very close to a correct answer for very different reasons. What if I told you that General Lloyd Austin is the current United States Secretary of Defense? Yeah. Would that help your answer any? Lloyd Austin? Which defensive end had the nickname Secretary of Defense, that would be Deacon Jones. Oh, oh he did? <laughs> I never so, he was Secretary of Defense. That's not David Lux said it out loud. If listen to the OT had just checked in with Jones, they would have technically been right. <laughs> but after all that, no points for anybody on that one. At the end of the first quarter, we have scores of listen to the OT when we get a chance to record it with 75 CJ spill of the beans with 25. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon. If you'd be interested in supporting us financially, your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high quality sports trivia that you have come to expect from us. There are also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmer swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. That brings us to tonight's second quarter, which is The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Goodness. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How dare you interject modern political trivia into the sports <laughs> podcast, sir? See, this is this is why I'm here on the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. It is to drag you all kicking and screaming into non-sports trivia. Question number one in The Missing Link. He finished in the top 10 in MLB MVP voting for five different teams, but did not win an MVP in his 22-year career. 2024 marks the final year of Hall of Fame voting eligibility for this player. All right, we're going to check in. CJ Spill of the Beans has checked in. Listen to the OT, talk it out. When I think of a guy who's played for a bunch of different teams, has been consistently good for a very long career, and probably retired somewhere in the late 2000s, like 2008, 2009-ish. So if you do the reverse math, 2024, 10 years of eligibility, five years before he's eligible, that's 15 years. 2009 would have to have been the year that he he retired, right? Yeah. So So I'm I'm thinking of Kenny Lofton 
I'm, I think it fits the clues and I think um, it's the first thing that popped into our heads and I'm not, I'm no more about the, the front end of it than they tell. It's not Todd Helton and it's, we don't think it's Andrew Jones. The only other name that could be Billy Wagner. I don't think he paid 20 Billy Wagner? Years. Jeez, yeah. that's a name that I've heard before, but I can't think of okay. a nondescript name. It's a very general. Yeah, so I would, I'm cool with Lofton. If Lowercase cool with Lofton. G. <laughs> it's very admiral. All right, I'm good with Lofton. Let's do that. Okay. And CJ Spill of the Beans, what did you have? So well, Scott's, yeah, go ahead, Scott. Can't, 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 can't see it being Lofton just because five different teams in the MVP. He, he, Bounced around too much, I think. Only Indians and Braves likely would have had MVP votes. It's a good shout, though. Um, immediately, whenever I think of a guy who was successful on multiple teams and unfortunately never won an MVP, although I still think he should have won it in 04, um, you can at me, Vladimir Guerrero. <laughs> I, I, this is going to upset some people, and I agree that I do believe that Ken Griffey Jr. has the sweetest swing in the history of baseball, but I think the GOAT batting stance is one of Mr. Gary Sheffield's and we checked in with Gary Sheffield. Yeah. At first, I I just want to say real quickly, at first we, I, Scott threw that almost immediately and I dismissed it because I said he definitely played for more than five teams. And then we realized he was in the MVP top 10 for multiple teams and he would be exactly the kind of character who would have, he definitely had the, the 20 plus year career and he, he was 88 that, to 2010 for sure. And, yeah. and because of steroid, the steroid question with him, that's why he never makes it in the ballot, but he had such amazing numbers. So yeah, that's what we want with Gary Sheffield. And I, I, now that you say it, I remember hearing this just the other day when they were talking about stuff. So yeah, about MV, about uh, hall of fame stuff. Well, here are the five MVP top tens for this player. 1992. He finished third in the voting as a Padre. 1996 finished sixth in the voting as a Florida Marlin in 2000 as an LA Dodger. He finished ninth in 2003 with the Braves finished third. And in 2004 was the runner up to Vladimir Guerrero with the Yankees. Correct answer is Gary Sheffield. So we even had the five teams points there. Very nicely done. So our theme link answers so far, Gary Sheffield. Question we're gonna two. submit our answer. It's gonna be people that Scott Grimes really likes. <laughs> <laughs> well, question two: What former Duke basketball player? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna wait to do Eddie George at number five. You know? well, question three: What bench warmer who lives just outside of uh, uh, Seattle, Washington? <laughs> also All right. Question two in the missing link. The fifth most prolific goal scorer in NHL history. His namesake video game for the Super Nintendo featured Al Michaels on play-by-play commentary. All right, we're going to check in. Listen to the OT has checked in. CJ Spill of the Beans, the floor is yours. We were just about there. I, I threw out that I've studied this list enough looking for looking for um, trivia questions. And so I came up with Brett Hall and then I asked Scott... And he came, uh, whether there was a video game connection, because that's not my area of strength. And Scott came back with. There is one, because Ed has mentioned it before. And that's the only reason I know that there's a Brett Hole hockey game. So that's what we're checking in with. And listen to the OT. What did you come up with? It was probably the only hockey player I could have named outside of Wayne Gretzky as a child. And we also checked in with Brett Hole. Both teams getting points. It is Brett Hull and his, I think, 741 career goals. I should have had that pulled up. You know, if I was a good host, I'd be prepared, but I'm not. So the theme link answers so far, Gary Sheffield and Brett Hull. Question number three in the missing link. This submarining relief pitcher was played by actor Casey Bond in the movie Moneyball. Yep, we're checked in. CJ Spill of the Beans has checked in. Listen to the OT when we get a chance to record it. Talk it out. Oh, what's the name that you have? What's the first name? I don't know. Chad Bradford, I think. I think it's Bradford. He's just, he was a sub- Is it? There was submarine. a Grant Balfour. But that's Balfour not was the like Australian dude. He yeah, was definitely that's not, not a, a submar- submariner, if you will. But this guy um, played for the Twins. I remember him playing for the Twins for at least one season. Chad Bradford? Yes. The name, I thought it would just like, it would have popped in my brain. And that doesn't, that's not popping in my brain. But if you think that's what it is, 
pretty sure that's right because he definitely was a a sub submariner. I'm going to keep saying it that way. And, <laughs> um, Which means he played somewhere below Poppin Seattle. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it on a submarine. So, yeah, we'll check in Chad Bradford. And CJ Spill of the Beans, what did you check in with? Yeah, we we both hit it immediately. I I I think Bradford was the guy who looked like he was dragging his knuckles on the ground. He was he was not he was he wasn't even a submarine pitcher. He was like an underhand pitcher. So yeah, we checked in with Bradford. Both teams getting points. It is Chad Bradford. And yeah, he was maybe the most extreme submariner I can remember. Really, really tough to hit and became one of the icons of that those early 2000s Moneyball A's teams that, you know, had found money and had that 20 game winning streak and and then couldn't put it together in the World Series because Oakland fans can't have nice things ever. So our theme link answers so far, Gary Sheffield, Brett Hull, Chad Bradford. Question number four in the missing link. This bowl game was previously sponsored by PapaJohns.com and BBVA Compass, but is now simply named for the city in which it is played. Former MVPs include Quentin Flowers twice, Jordan Matthews, Bo Wallace, and Dion Lewis. The 2023 iteration features Duke against Troy. We'll check in. CJ Spill of the Beans has checked in. Listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them. Talk it out. The only bowl name that I can think of that fits what we're maybe thinking of here <laughs> is Birmingham Bowl. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So you're good with that. I'm good yep. with that. All right. We'll check in the Birmingham Bowl. And CJ Spill of the Beans, what did you have? We also checked in with Birmingham. Both bowl. teams getting points. It is yeah. the Birmingham Bowl. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. So the theme link answers so far, Gary Sheffield, Brett Hull, Chad Bradford, and the Birmingham Bowl. Question five, the final question of the missing link. This second-year wide receiver just set a career high in receiving yards on December 10th, 2023, with 10 catches for 172 yards in a 29-25 <laughs> loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're checked in. CJ Spill of the Beans with the quick check-in. Listen to the OT when we have a chance to record them. Talk it out. Ah, uh, yes. Drake London. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Drake London, check it in. Okay. And CJ Spill of the Beans, what did you have? And this is definitely Drake London. Both teams getting points. It is the pride of USC, Drake London, who had his third 100-yard receiving game as a professional in that loss to the Bucks. Okay. After all five questions in the missing link, our theme link answers are Gary Sheffield, Brett Hull, Chad Bradford, the Birmingham Bowl, and Drake London. I'm going to pass it over to CJ Spill of the Beans because they checked in with their correct guess first before listen to the OT checked in with their correct guess. So CJ Spill of the Beans, what did you come up with? So as soon as we had Gary Sheffield, I was trying to think of, okay, either it's Gary, in which case we have to wait, or it's Sheffield. And the only thing that I know that Sheffield could possibly be is a town in, or a city in, in England. So I said to Scott, like, I guess we should take another one. And as soon as, what was next? Hall, Bradford? Hall, yeah, Hall. Hall. So as soon as, as soon as the second one came up, it was like, all right, you know, it's got to be that. So we weren't sure if you needed us to be more specific, but we checked in with towns or cities in England. And that is correct. Yeah, after the second guess. And then listen to the OT had it shortly after that. But both teams with the correct theme of English cities and, well, English geographical locations, uh, some other athletes who did not make this missing link, but I'm just going to rattle them off anyway, because I made this big list. Uh, so other answers, I should say, uh, Paul Blackburn, Tim Wakefield, Mitch Richmond, <laughs> London Fletcher, uh, Devon or Devon White, Tony Dorsett, Jeff Kent and Norfolk State. <laughs> Norfolk. All could have all could have fit this theme here. And never forget the uh, famous Dallas Maverick center, Tom Liverpool. 
<laughs> I was well, I was actually waiting for for like a New York Yankees or something. Well, he, well Eric, wasn't he center with the three J's? Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yes, was the three era. J's and Tom Liverpool. Tom Liverpool. <laughs> Tom Liverpool. He, was, he was the on. He was the uh, behind the scenes Tony Braxton guy. I was going to say he yeah, actually yeah. dated Tony. Braxton. Yeah, he did. Okay, so after the second quarter, we have a lead change on the back of that correct. And first, missing link guess, CJ Spill of the Beans has taken a slim lead over Listen to the OT, 225 to 205. It is now time for halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. And for halftime today, we're going to keep it pretty simple. I have dipped back into my list of obscure, bad, or little seen sports movies. This is not going to be the full did I make it up or not round this time. I'm doing a little something different. All I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the year, the title of the film, and the three top build actors. And you have to tell me the sport on which the movie centers around. Okay. Question number one of halftime. From 2007, Hat Trick, starring Nana Patakar, Paresh Rawal, and Danny Denzongpa. Uh, we are going to check in. Listen to the OT when we have time to record them as checked in. CJ, spill of the beans. Talk it out. So based on the fact that it's 2007 and it's called Hat Trick, Scott and I were like, well, soccer? And then Scott said, uh, hockey, but that seems unlikely given the actors' names. It may be obvious but i feel like i want to guess cricket what's a hat trick in cricket i don't know i don't know I, like no, is I that a thing i don't i besides besides the seinfeld commercial i know extremely extremely little about about yeah that. i just i thought you were there when it was invented so i thought maybe you had a hand uh, in. yeah cricket's even yeah <laughs> I, I i still think i think it's cricket I, I mean, sure. I, I unless it's we don't, uh, we don't feel confident about any of them. Oh so. shoot! What, what was the one that I saw when I when I traveled to India? I put on the television because, of course, I was totally jet lagged, and and every channel in at from two to four o'clock in the morning was playing this sport. I always forget the name of it. Mason has subsequently asked a question about it on the pod. Um, it's like it's like sort of dodgeball meets Ooh. Red Rover, Red Rover, Red Rover. I mean, oh, it's, you oh, have my yeah. attention it's now. Like that handball one where like everyone has to stand behind the line, yeah, and they try to get their foot across the line. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm liking I, that. Ah, uh, God, I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. But anyway, I think it's cricket, Scott. Let's sure. Why not? All right, we'll check in cricket and listen to the OT. What did you check in with? The term hat trick was born from cricket. When oh. a guy took three wickets in a row, he was presented with a hat. Ergo. Hat trick yeah. is a cricket term, and we checked in with cricket. Both teams getting points. It is cricket indeed. And yes, that was my flavor text is a hat trick occurs in cricket when a bowler takes three wickets on three consecutive deliveries. They're <laughs> incredibly rare, uh, much more rare than a, a soccer or a, a hockey hat trick. According to Wikipedia in test cricket, there have only been 46 hat tricks. Wow. <laughs> The first one in 1879 and the most recent one in 2010. When you consider so, those games are 400 days long, that's right. There, 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 that was both of the matches in that time span. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one in 1879 and one in 2010. All right. Question two of halftime. What sport is this movie all about? 1995's The Break, starring Vincent Van Patten. Radon Chong and Martin Sheen. We're going to check in. CJ's Below the Beans has checked in. Listen to the OT. Talk it out. Oh, yeah. So the obvious ones with break would be like breaking a body part. So breaking you a board. It's, or it was the first. Board. It was the first UFC movie. Yeah, breaking a body. Yeah, but I was thinking maybe it was tennis, like break point. The only other one I thought of was pool. If we were going for slightly more obscure. Yeah, that's right. Um, isn't in surfing, isn't there something about breaking the wave or something too? I mean, yeah, the, the point break. break. Yeah. Um, Curtis Blow talks a lot. Maybe this could be a movie about Curtis Blow. Sure. It's the breaks. Sorry, it's not plural. All right. So what do we got here? We got karate, 
We got tennis. We got <laughs> Martin <pool>. Sheen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, Martin Sheen. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna be in a karate Sensei. movie. He's not gonna yeah. be in a surfing movie. He could be in a pool Ayagi movie of, of or he could break. be in a tennis movie. Yeah, we can we can flip a two sided die as we called it that one time. Now I just want the episode to be called the Martin Sheen Dojo, just for the graphic. <laughs> Martin Sheen is Mr. Miyagi. I love it. <laughs> Steven Seagal has set an entire personality around kind of looking like Martin Sheen and being a being in martial being, arts. Being a martial artist. Which one do you want? Kurt? Go with tennis. <laughs> All right, tennis it is. We'll do it. And CJ Spill of the Beans, what did you check in with? I'm going right. to let David ruin your flavor text. So go ahead. <laughs> So what I remembered is obscure facts of growing up in that era. Vincent Van uh, Patten was the son of Dick Van Patten, who was in Eight is Enough and was also in Spaceballs. And I remember that he was a professional tennis player. So it had to be given that it was break. And he, I knew he was a professional tennis player, at least briefly. Then uh, we went with tennis. Both teams getting points. Yeah. Uh, you did nice. kind of ruin my flavor text. Although you didn't mention that Dick Van Patten was also in Robin Hood Men in Tights, which is his uh. most important work of his career, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yes, Vincent Van Patten was a, uh, a actually a pretty good tennis player for a little while. Uh, has a win over John McEnroe in his career. And his career high ranking in singles was world number 26, which he reached in 1982. So... No, no slouch. He was one of those. He could actually play a little bit. So, but yeah, both teams getting points on that one. Final question of halftime. What sport does this center around 2008's impact point starring Brian Austin Green, Melissa Keller and Joe Manganiello? Impact point. That sounds like just a terrible wrestling pay-per-view. <laughs> it does. That's true. <laughs> TNA impact point. TNA. Yeah. Like We're going to check in. CJ Spill of the Beans has checked in. Listen to the OT. Talk it out. So uh, you made a comment about it being beautiful people and and most likely people that did have uh, a small amount of clothing on. So I said, could it be another? Could it be surfing? Name me, name me a Joe Manganiello vehicle where he has had a shirt for one hundred percent of it. Legit, <laughs> like I legit don't when, even have when a he clue played the head coach of Kansas football. <laughs> I legit tough. have no clue who Joe Manganiello is, so I have I don't know. Sure, these are two guys who have fumbled bags, it's like top high end bags. Uh, uh, yes, here. So yeah, I'm thinking this is a shirts optional movie, which leads us to sports beaches. that don't have shirts on. So. Go. Which leads us to, I like surfing. All right, I like let's your do idea it. of surfing, so let's do it. We're going to check in with surfing. And CJ Spill of the Beans, what did you say? Oh, it's so funny how we had a similar... We had the exact same logic. Process. Process. We were like, they can't wear shirt. I was like, a shirtless Joe Manganiello seems like the plot of the movie. Right. I, I said this, you know, by my, my head, I was thinking this is such a California thing because I can't get Brian Austin Green out of California. So we immediately went to volleyball, and then Scott threw out the shirtless angle, so we went to beach volleyball, and we never got to... We never got in the water, so we never went to swimming or serving or anything. We checked in with beach volleyball. Well, one team is going to get points. Let me read you from imdb.com. The user submitted thank you to jhaley at hotmail.com because it is very well written (laughs) for this synopsis. After Kelly Reyes and her teammate lose a close semifinal match in the Association of Volleyball Professionals Championship, a print journalist, Holden Gregg, wants to interview her. He says that losers' comments are more interesting than winners. The interview leads to dinner and a night together. News comes that one of the women on the team that defeated Kelly has died in a hit-and-run accident. Kelly takes her place on the team that will play in the championship in two weeks. The police investigation into the hit-and-run discloses that Kelly may be in grave danger and Holden may be not what he says he is. A murderer is out there waiting for the championship game. You know what? I wasn't going to watch it until you did that. And now I feel like I'm going to check it out. It sounds worth a listen. It's like law and order, but with beach volleyball. Check, check it out. Where are you going to check it out? It's streaming nowhere. You're going to have to go to Blockbuster to get this one. I'm I guarantee afraid. you it's probably on IMDb. <laughs> it's like a yeah, it's true. It, uh, you can uh, you can uh, rent or buy it on Amazon Prime Video for $2.99. Uh, so, Scott, uh, sorry. There you go. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to tell, hate to break it to you, but you're not watching Certainly that not one on, on Hulu. Hulu. That's for sure. Not on Hulu. All right. After halftime, we have scores of 
CJ Spill the Beans with 300 and listen to the OT when we can get a chance to record them with 255. On to the second half. Tonight's third quarter will be Lucky 7. Lucky 7. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. All right, so here are the three lists to choose from. Listen to the OT. You're going to get the first crack at one of these three. They are the last seven NBA number one draft picks to also win rookie of the year. Before Ronald Acuna did it in 2023, the seven most recent players to steal at least 70 bases in a season. With the caveat, if you get to Vince Coleman and Ricky Henderson, you've gone too far. And the seven competitions that have been held at every single Winter Olympics. All right. So listen to the OT when we get a chance to record it. What list are you going with first? We're going to go with uh, list number two. Okay. They're going with list number two. Before Ronald Acuna in 2023, the seven most recent players to steal at least 70 bases in an MLB season. If you get into Vince Coleman and Ricky Henderson, you've gone too far. We're ready to check in there, Matt. Okay. Listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them has checked in with their list of before Ronald Acuna doing it in 2023, the seven most recent players to steal at least 70 bases in an MLB season. Whenever you're ready, give them to me one by one. We'll go with Jose Reyes first. Jose Reyes is on the list. He stole 78 bases in 2007. We'll go with uh, Pudsednik. Scott Pudsednik is on the list, stole 70 bases in 2004 with Milwaukee. Jacoby uh, Ellsbury? Jacoby Ellsbury stole 70 bases with Boston in 2009. And uh, Womack? Tony Womack stole 72 bases with Arizona in 1999. Kenny Lofton? Now's the time for Kenny Lofton is a correct answer. Stole 75 bases with Cleveland in 96 and also stole 70 in 93. And... Uh... I think with Montreal, right? He would have done this. Uh, Marquise Grissom, right? Marquise Grissom is on the list. Stole 78 bases with Montreal in 1992. Also stole 76 in 91. Now is when we need to flip a two-sided dice because we are between two names and we will not. So which one do you want to do, Eric? You make the choice. So we can do money side is the first name and non-money side is the second name. We're going to flip it. it, Yeah. I have have one of those, but both is non-money. So (laughs) I don't know where it went. (laughs) It is the the money side. Okay. So your name? Yep. Okay. So we're going to go with Juan Pierre. Juan Pierre is not on the list. Uh, so CJ Spill of the Beans, there is one name left on the list if you would like to take a shot at it. Can I oh, go we're certainly going, going to. Can I go yeah, I'll just, I'll just wind you up and you, yeah. Okay. Well, first I want to say we're changing our team name to now is the time for Kenny Lofton. <laughs> uh, I, I think this, if, if it goes back to him, um, Brian Hunter from the Tigers had over 70 steals. So we're going to go with Brian Hunter. Brian Hunter stole 74 bases in 1997 with the Detroit Tigers. That is correct for the 10 points. Okay. That was the money side. That was the non-money side. The next person after that that just missed the list with the Braves in 1991 was Otis Nixon. Otis Nixon, yep. And then it, and then it goes back to Vince Coleman and Ricky Anderson. Okay, so that was 60 points for Listen to the OT and 10 for CJ Spill of the Beans on the rebound. CJ Spill of the Beans, it's your turn. Which list would you like? Well, we've done all this work on the NBA first round, or what was it? First overall picks who won Rookie of the Year. We'll take that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you don't want to switch it up last minute? (laughs) Okay, so 
CJ Spill of the Beans is taking the last seven NBA number one picks to win rookie of the year. Whenever you're ready, you can uh, roll oh, them we, out. We, all right, Taco, we are checked in and ready to go. Okay, CJ Spill of the Beans has their attempt at the last seven NBA number one draft picks to win rookie of the year. Whenever you're ready, go ahead. We're going to start with um, Paolo Banquero. That is correct. Won it last year. We're going to go with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is correct. Won it in 2017-18. Derek Rose. Derek Rose is correct. Won it in 2008-2009. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is correct. Won it in 2010-2011 after taking that 29-2010 season off. The the Tyreek Evans here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to go Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving won it the year after Blake Griffin in 2011-2012. This is where a decision should be made about which order to do this in. I guess we take we, we should take the short thing. Well, what we perceive to be the short thing. So we're going to say LeBron James. LeBron James is not one of the seven most yes. recent. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, man. So there's, there's someone. On, no, it's fine. It just means that's, that's on me. Wait, so what, what guess was that? That was six? That was, that was six. six. You got five, uh, correct? Ah, shoot. So listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them. There are two other names out there available. Um, so LeBron was 03. 03, um, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then it's Dwight Howard after that, and then it's Bogut, and then it's, I don't remember. Um, okay, I have a guess. Carl Anthony Towns? Carl Anthony Towns is correct. Yes. One rookie of the year in 2015-16. My only other thought would be maybe um, Anthony Edwards. Are you checking that in? Yeah, I'm going to check in that one. Anthony Edwards is incorrect. It's Andrew Wiggins, isn't it? It is Andrew Wiggins in 2014-15. Yeah, I think Anthony Edwards rookie year, LaMelo Ball one rookie of the year. Yeah, travesty. Yeah, in <laughs> 2021. It definitely wasn't James Wiseman, that's for sure. Oof. I'm still bitter over that. Anyway, after that second list with CJ Spill of the Beans picking up 50 points and listen to the OT picking up 10 points on the rebound, that means listen to the OT has control of the third list, the seven competitions held at every single Winter Olympic Games. Let's go uh, cross-country skiing. Cross-country skiing is correct. Uh, we'll go with figure skating. Figure skating is correct. I'm going to draw from my inner Josh Bomback and say that the next one is currently called the biathlon, but was previously called the Nordic Combined. Nordic Combined is correct. Biathlon is not the same thing as Nordic Combined, but they did check in Nordic Combined, which is yeah. correct. Then we'll go with hockey. Ice hockey is correct. Uh, speed skating. Speed skating is correct. Okay. Now we have two that we're um, unsure about. Should we go with your one first and then the last one on our list or go with the last one on the list first? Uh, go with the last one on your list and then mine can go last. Okay. Bobsled. Bobsled is correct. And then Walling's uh, one at the end after I put figure skating in there twice. Uh, ski jumping. Ski jumping is the other half of the Nordic combined, which you didn't know, but you did get anyway, and it is correct. So that is seven four seven. Okay, so after the third quarter, our scores currently stand. CJ spill of the beans with three hundred sixty. Listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them with a slight lead at three hundred ninety five. It is now time for the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Uh, today's fourth quarter is entitled Maximizing Your Minutes. This is four questions about athletes who have put together some impressive career credentials in a relatively short amount of time. Like that. Question, question one is about the NHL. 
Question two is the NBA. Question three is Major League Baseball. And question four is the NFL. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one, maximizing your minutes in the NHL. He ranks third all-time with 39 hat tricks, despite having played only 10 seasons in the NHL, all with one team. The fewest seasons played of anyone in the top 25 for career hat tricks. He scored a hat trick in over 5% of his games played. His final hat trick came on March 8th, 1987 against the Blackhawks. Name this NHL Hall of Famer. Okay, we will check in. CJ Spill of the Beans has checked in. Listen to the OT when we remember to record them. Talk it out. One point very early in this, I wrote a question about this list and I have slept so many times. There's been at least one cricket game, like test match since then. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, is this or is it? I mean, I always... I know that there was one of those famous names that only played 10 seasons, and I always forget. I thought Orr played forever. That's my only. Yeah. Thing. Maybe I'm confusing him and Hall. Which we would. Is this a Deuteronomy question? Is this. Do we have multiple holes? There are multiple holes, yeah. It's, it's, he's a. Def, isn't he? A, this is a defenseman, I believe, right? No, I'm thinking of Paul Coffey. Never mind. And I know this. I just know who the first, I can try to start. I think the first one's Gretzky and the second one's Lemieux. That helps get you there. Going on the limb there. I do Chelios think Chelios is up there too. And I think Brett Hull is in the top five as well. Yeah. It's, it's Mike Bossy. Oh, well, look at you. That's a name in my Mason. Sorry, Mason. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I just thought. That ten-year career, I, I remember. Yeah, nothing out of this mouth is going to convince you of anything that's popped into your head. So feel free to check that in. We're gonna check in with Mike Bossy for twenty-six points. Okay, and CJ Spill of the Beans, what did you check in with? Absolutely, Mike. Who's the Bossy? Uh, but for the record, Bobby Orr had has the question about this. I don't know. It's some number of games ago, but. He had a very short career also, but because he was the youngest guy ever in the Hall of Fame. So he had to be pretty young when he retired, obviously. But the answer is Mike Bossy. Yeah. For how many points? Oh, sorry. I don't know. 60. 60. 60. Okay. Both teams are getting points. Uh, it's not clear whether he has diamonds on his neck or diamonds on his grill, but it is Mike Bossy. <laughs> okay. So after question one of the fourth quarter, that puts us at the following scores. Listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them with 421 and CJ Spill of the Beans with 420. Question number two, maximizing your minutes, NBA edition. Who is the only NBA player to score more than 25,000 points in fewer than 1,000 games? He's also the sixth ever player to score at least 60 points in an NBA game. Man, we're going to check in. Listen to the OT has checked in. CJ Spiller, your beans. You've got a little bit of time to talk it up. Well, so we're trying to zero it in by trying to figure out who scored 60 early on and try to figure out where the pivot point was of who would have been the sixth. So I, because I, I've looked at that list before, I know, I know Mike is on that list. I know Wilt is on that list. I know Maravich is on that list. Who else did I throw out? Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor's for sure on that list because he scored 70. So, so that's got four. So it's right. And those are guys that all would have done it early. So the, this has got to be somebody who's in like that 75 range, right? right. So when they retired, one name that came well, out, they didn't the, necessarily have to retire then. It's just no, right, right. But the point is, he the point is, it's somebody who played and probably retired by the mid 70s, which is why I threw out Jerry West because I, because I don't know if he had a long career, but I do know he scored 25,000 points. 
Right, but he could also be the fifth guy to do it because we only have four names. West that's could have true. Been so fifth. then it could have been Bernard and King. Then it could have been. That's what I'm right. And Bernard King was a microwave scorer. Right. I mean, it probably doesn't go as far as like Dominique Wilkins. I don't think he would have scored 60, but he was kind of a microwave scorer. Um, right. But there's a huge gap between Jerry West and Dominique Wilkins. Right. And what, man, that's why initially I said Bernard King because I know he, he had 60 in a game, but, and I know he was injured a lot. He was injured a lot. He was actually injured a lot. But I, I think, think the question I, is, is is there someone in between West and King? I think the problem Zoom with Bernard King. King, to be honest with you, Scott, is that I think that I think he didn't score that many because he was injured so much. True. Yeah. <laughs> like and then there's also he, that. He was an explosive scorer, but that guy was just like, you know, he was blowing out his knee all the time before they were coming back at four weeks from arthroscopic knee surgery. <laughs> right? you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just feel like in in an NBA question, the logo it just seems too too easy for a fourth quarter. Like I know Mike Bossy is not necessarily a difficult answer because you know he's third all time. But who are you going to say that's an NBA score that scored twenty five thousand points that's not going to seem too easy for a fourth quarter question? Every one of these guys, every one of these guys is a Hall of Famer. Well, yeah, but they're not the logo though (laughs) of the entire organization. I don't know. If you want to say Bernard King, we can. I just don't think he's on the twenty five thousand. I I, now that you brought that up, yeah, you're probably right because he just didn't have enough games played to do that. So if you want to go West, we can. It's it could also be the fifth guy, and I just right exactly. He could be the fifth guy. He'd be the fourth guy. I just don't have any other. I mean, that guy scored a lot. I just don't have anybody else that I feel good about. Not that I feel great about Jerry West either. Yeah. I, I, it's your call. I, I, I actually don't have. I don't think we have anything else. And we're out of time. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we'll check in Jerry West for 100 points. And listen to the OT. What did you come up with? We also checked in with Jerry West for 100 points. <laughs> Both teams are getting their 100 points. The correct answer is Jerry West's. Oh. Indeed, he was the sixth unique player to score 60 when he scored 63 in a game against the Lakers in 1962. The five players before him were Will Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, George Mikan, Jack Twyman, and Joe Folks. Okay, we had three of those guys. Jack Twyman. I had right. him in my uh, in my uh, bingo in card fa- in your fantasy so. league. Yeah, <laughs> in my. You say Jack Jack? Did you say Jack Klugman scored sixty points? Jack, yes. Jack, Jack Klugman. Klugman. Yeah. Yes, Jack Klugman. <laughs> All right. So after two questions, listen to the OT still holding a very slim one point lead. So a lot to play for here. Question number three: Maximizing your minutes, MLB edition. Who is the only MLB player to hit more than 450 home runs in fewer than 15 major league seasons? He only appeared on the Hall of Fame ballot once. We'll check in. Okay. CJ Spiller the Beans has checked in. Listen to the OT when we find time to record it. Talk it out. Why would he have only been on the Hall of Fame ballot one time? Because he was a doper. Or they were a terrible hitter. Like, say, an Adam Dunn or a Rob Deere. Like, if they were ridiculously one-dimensional, like Matt Stairs, who once said that hitting home runs made him feel sexy. Well, you um, said Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa was a pretty much a one-dimensional. He was pretty much only home runs, right? Yeah, but but he had so... The only thing that makes me pause about him is McGuire lasted, a, like, the whole... The whole the whole time in his ballot, and Sosa has a similar career arc. I don't think that okay, Sammy well, Sosa not, and Mark McGuire are <laughs> similar. I think that they're. I think Sammy Sosa is like like all those people that sit there and talk about the Hall of Very Good, but I don't know that Sammy Sosa is a Hall of Famer. I mean, the dude had sixty home runs like four years in a row, and never won a home run title. Yeah, people forget he was also he was also a prolific base stealer before all that stuff, and he had a rocket in, of an arm in right field as well. Are you helping them or trying to distract them? <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to say Sammy Sosa is better than I think Doherty's given him credit for. Yeah. I think overall as a player, he's better than McGuire, who and just now, hit runs and didn't play defense. Adam Dunn does kind of spring out to me as somebody who hit a ton of home runs, maybe didn't play for a significantly long amount of time and has zero case for the Hall of Fame outside of 
like the fact that he hit a bunch of home runs. Okay. So if you like that, that's the name that I kind of like. I have nothing on this. So All right. Well, then well, let's do Adam Dunn for 100 points. And CJ Spiller the Beans, what did you come up with? Adam Dunn for 100 points. Both teams are getting their points. It is the big donkey himself, Adam Dunn. 462 career home runs that got him a grand total of one Hall of Fame votes or vote. (laughs) And he was dropped from the ballot with his one vote. The same number of votes that year as Raul Ibanez, Brad Penny, and J.J. Puts. (laughs) I mean, 462 home runs. Just as good as J.J. Putt. I mean, J.J. Putt's had multiple 30 safe seasons, guys. Come on. And uh, fewer Hall of Fame votes than Cliff Lee or Eric Chavez. My other flavor text on this is the only other players with fewer than 15 seasons and more than 400 home runs are Mark Teixeira and Giancarlo Stanton. They didn't hit the 450 mark, but they got close. Okay, going into the last question. Listen to the OT still with a one-point lead. It all comes down to this. Maximizing your minutes, NFL edition. Who is the only NFL player in the top 10 in career sacks who played fewer than 200 games? He's also one of 12 players to officially have a 20 sack season, accomplishing the feat in 2008. We're going to check in. Okay. Listen to the OT has checked in. CJ Spill of the Beans. Talk it out. So Ed recently asked a question and it was, and I'm pretty sure it was about 2008, which is what this question is partially about. And he said something like, number one was this person, and number two through number seven, or whatever it was, all had the same first initial, which turned out to be J. And then we had to name the... Right, the J guys. Just a couple of games, if you've been listening to a lot of episodes, so it would have been like two episodes ago. So 2008, big time sack guys are like DeMarcus Ware. Oh, that's who it was. It was DeMarcus Ware. That's exactly who it was. He he said, I'm pretty sure he said number one. No, I'm serious. I, I, I'm, I'm just like the name that I sent you minutes ago. Oh, I was not paying attention. I was still trying to think of DeMarcus Ware. <laughs> two minutes uh, for not reading the chat. Yes. Two minutes for skimming. Two minutes two for skimming. 200 game. Yeah, I guess he would have fewer than 200 Two minutes games, for skimming right? for Lux. Yes. Yes. I guess he, he would did. have fewer than that. Yes. I'm good with that then. If if yeah. if that if, if that jogs your memory of Eid saying it, I don't necessarily remember him saying to Marcus Ware, but the time frame fits and he didn't play as long as, as I think people remember. So yeah, I could see him not having 200 200, games played. 200 games would be what? Like 12 ish full seasons, something. Right. And he's, he's what, like kind of like an Oh five to, yeah, he did retire kind of early. So I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. We'll check in for a hundred points with the Marcus Ware. Okay, and listen to the OT for the final time. What did you check in with? I believe he was drafted slightly before his teammate, Marcus Spears, television-known Marcus Spears, and a former Dallas Cowboys legend who then went to the Broncos and hurt his neck and had to retire early, and we also checked in with DeMarcus Ware. For how many points? For 100. 99. Both teams are are getting their points. Yes, it was DeMarcus Ware. He finished his career with 138 and a half sacks, which ranks ninth all time in only 178 games. All right. The game has come to an end. And here are our final scores. CJ Spill of the Beans finishes with a very respectable 720 points, but doing their math correctly and finishing with 721 points, our clipboard captains of the game receiving the coveted Quinton Flowers Award. Listen to the OT when we get a chance to record them. Congratulations on a very well-played game. That's a good award to get, too. You guys got your flowers. Good. I would like you to thank Andy Dalton them. for that. <laughs> for the ability to have one more point. I would like to thank the Nordic combined. <laughs> we almost wagered a biathlon amount of points on the list. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Anything else for the good of the order, gentlemen, before we get out of here? Listen to the OT whenever we get a chance to record it. Yeah, listen to that OT. And for all of us, for Matt, David, Scott, and Eric, I've been Taco. And thank you for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we will keep the bench warm.
indeed. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.